0: Hello and welcome to Youth 4 Talk, where we engage in conversations which inspire, empower, and encourage us to be better believers, better Christians, better young people, can change the world and be an example to other young believers in conversation, purity, love, and faith. My name is Zilothyam's pegani. I am your host, and I'm so excited and happy to be here and being part of this episode of the Youth 4 Talk podcast. Season 3 has begun. And we are off to a wonderful and great start I'm not alone, I'm here with my two wonderful ladies Who are the co-hosts of the show How are you guys doing? Are you excited? Are you happy to be a part of this episode? How's it going?
1: Hi Lindor, very much excited for the season And today as we kick off the first season first episode with our guest. Very, very much excited.
2: How about you, Kale? And I'm feeling great. I feel a bit sleepy. It's a bit too early for me. But yeah, other than that, I'm feeling awesome and excited for the show.
0: Her early is 7.45 (laughs) a.m. That's too early for her. Imagine. But anyways, I'm not Going to judge her or anybody else for that matter. I'm very excited for today's show. Today we are talking about the Bible. The Bible, what is the Bible? Its validity as the word of God and so on and so forth. So stay tuned for that. Make sure that you don't miss it. But I also have a wonderful and exciting uh, show for you and you know it's it's going to be a great show. I mean this is the Youthful Tough Podcast and it's a wonderful show. So yeah, um, I hope you guys are ready for a wonderful show. You guys have been talking to us on social media, so we appreciate that. If you don't follow us, then please go follow us at youth412 underscore ZA. And this is a very um rough episode to record for me. Um because I have a flu. I don't know if you guys can pick it up. And it's weird. Every time we start a new season, I have Flu. So, I don't know. You guys are probably familiar with my flu voice now. It's really annoying. I don't know. Are you guys... You know, I don't know. Have you guys been getting sick? Because I think, like, everyone's been sick. It's it's, it's annoying. You know, the, the flu is very annoying.
2: Yeah. The
0: nose. The coughing. Oh, my goodness. Yo. The only good thing, though, is the the attention. Yeah. The attention. The special care. It's It's the best. Actually... You guys should know that when I fell sick, Kele actually made me breakfast <laughs> and brought it to my bed.
1: Oh my goodness, Kele. <laughs> yeah,
2: I was.
0: Speaking. Imagine how
1: nice <laughs> so of you.
0: Idea. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Honestly, I was like, I should get more sick often if this is how I'm gonna be treated by Kele.
1: One thing about these youngings, they act like they don't care until something is wrong with you. Then you start to panic. I've noticed that
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah it's crazy it's un- honestly crazy, like I need to be sick for you to show that you care about me <laughs> but it's fine I, I i thank you for what you did to me. I don't know if I'll do the same though when you no, get I sick not. yeah, I definitely won't like. <laughs> I don't trust you too. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You
1: could always prove us wrong.
0: Yeah. I don't need to. I don't think I need to. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm good with that.
1: I guess your future wife is also listening to this. Yeah.
0: Oh. That changes, <laughs> changes things. That changes things. That's a good point. That's a good point. So I'm saying keep it gaming. The the podcast. (laughs) podcast. I'm not going to do that.
1: Well, Kale, now you know you're getting princess treatment.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. And moving on from that, Mimi, can you just please tell us if we have any comments or questions from last week's um, episode? I know that Many people were very, you know, interested and intrigued in what we had to say, particularly about your physics doctor thing. Um, I think we got some very interesting comments there.
1: (laughs) Uh, Definitely. So it turns out I'm not the only person who got vurvied by maths and physics. So (laughs) we have a comment from Uzindle. Well, fortunately for her, she did not leave. But she said, Um, I guess she had a hard time but she persevered, which is good unlike me who just, you know, two seconds in and I was like peace out. So shout out to you Zintle for soldiering on. Um, We also have a voice note. Lindo, could you please play us? We have a voice note from So, Yeah,
0: yeah, dog. Yeah. At some point we've all wanted to be a doctor. Yeah. That was me, dog, when I Entered high school, until we a doctor. And then, along the way, I was like, no, it's not for me, brah. <laughs> it's not for me. Then I was like, nah, dog, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do law, right? I'm gonna do law. So I'll just focus on all the subjects that like have to do with law. And then again, I was like, nah, it's not for me, brah. Then, I was like, nah, I'm gonna do music. So I'll just go with whatever goes, brah. Cause in university, I'm just gonna focus on what I love. Cause I this is not working, eh?
3: Ah, oh,
1: unfortunately, that was an interesting one. <laughs> it was, it was, and you know what I love about Usabiso? He was able to identify what is for him and what is not for him. Because many a times we just push for the sake of, eh, hey, kusiam. If I don't do these bougie courses, you know, your accounting and your, your doctor and whatnot. But he was able to identify what he really loves and follows it. And personally, I know Tabiso and I know his passion for music. So shout out to him for actually sticking to it and following exactly what he loves. Because, wow, Tabiso loves, breathes everything music. So shout out to you.
0: Yeah, I mean... I'm so glad that, you know, those other options did not work out for him because he was able to go and do what he loves. I think it's it's something interesting that, I mean, I'm making this deep, like, but you started, so I'm just going to carry on. That, you know, sometimes we we want to do what people say is the best or the most ideal thing. We want, you know, the, the all sorts of, you know, um, approval from people. But following your passion is actually the best type of thing, you know, because if he has blessed you, you know, he's, that means he wants you to do something within a particular field. So we're proud of you, Tabiso.
1: This actually reminds me of the parable of the talents, you know, that one got five, two and one. We all have different talents and we are given these two To work to the best of our abilities, you know, let's not be like that person who got the one talent who felt like, oh, no, I just got one. So I'm just going to chill, you know, do what you know is is to the best of your ability and move with it. Don't let the pressures of society let you drown and be depressed in a course that you clearly know is not for you, but you just feel like. I just have to do it. What about Istima Sabazali? What about Istima Sako? What about your mental health and what makes you happy? You know? So, shout out to the people who are able to identify what is for them and they follow that.
0: Mm, Shout out to you guys and may you keep pursuing your dreams and may your dreams come true. With that being said, like to just play a beautiful song here by Shower Power. You know, I, I really love Shower Power and the music that they have. Um, but this song is my absolute favorite. And I hope that I turn you guys into, yeah, I turn this song into your favorite as well. Shower Power right now. I don't know the title of the song, but maybe this we'll figure it out. as the well. that he paid to die for you. The plan of redemption Was set For all to see When sin and mercy met Heaven made peace Knowing that you may
2: be set free
0: there is healing in the name of the Lord there's a wonder working power so yeah, moving on we're about to get into the interview of the day, of the day. Um, talking about The Bible as the Word of God, or is the Bible the Word of God? Is the Bible really the Word of God? I mean, I don't know if you guys have heard questions about the validity of the Bible or have had questions yourselves about the Bible, you know, and it being the Word of God. Maybe what questions have you guys heard, uh, people? ask about the bible itself you know as the word of god you know um any myths about the bible any uh conspiracy theories that you've heard any anything and what have you guys heard perhaps I don't know if you've heard something
2: why are you putting me on the spot um I don't know um I think people say, we'll see, they can't trust something that was written by man. Like, there's even a TikTok <laughs> where it's just like, um, I don't trust the Bible because it was written by man. And then the the audience is like, Who did you want it to be written by? And then, yeah, it's so funny. And like, you trust a you trust recipe book,
0: yeah.
2: but it was written by man.
0: <laughs> but it's really funny. You know, I've also heard things like that. You know, it's the white people brought this, the the co- colonizers brought this, so how can they trust it? You know, they used it to capture us. They used it to bend us to their will. All things like that, you know, really, really, really crazy. Uh, when I me, I don't know what you've heard perhaps about, you know, the Bible, its it's validity, substance, you know?
1: It's really, um as you said, the Bibles used to brainwash us, you know, as the people were coming here to take the land. They give us the Bible and <laughs> it's all those things, really. And one thing about um, the Bible, how people interpret it, it's it's quite interesting, you know. You have those... Um, Songs of Solomon verses where he he where he, what he dresses her in fine jewelry or something. That's a really a summary, but you know you get all those things that people interpreted, and now it's a thing of oh no, but you're wrong, but you're wrong. So are we really? How are we reading the same Bible, but getting so many different things out of it? You know, so some end up saying oh no, it's not the one, it's the one. It's it's a whole debate, but yeah.
0: Hmm yeah it's it's really crazy. We all read the Bible, but somehow we come to different conclusions. It's really, really funny. um and And perhaps like in those discussions, um, or when people say those type of things, what what do you guys say? like what do you do? do you, do you say something? Do you react? Do you feel a certain way? Uh, do you try and correct what what is the first instinct, or maybe does it also make you think or curious or something like that?
2: Um, I usually just don't react. I, I don't know. I feel like anything that I say won't matter, especially if someone has made up their mind. You can just pray for them. Pray that their eyes are opened. But yeah, it's better to just not engage.
1: I guess at certain points if you are slip my mind. If if the Holy Spirit just comes upon you and just gives you something to say then you can say because some of the questions that people would ask you actually also get you to ponder on some things and leave you with questions of yourself for yourself so it's really tricky <laughs> it, leaves you, it leaves you in a tricky situation but more often than not I try not to act as if I know and you don't know you know rather let's engage and and see What's your point of view? What's my point of view? And we take it from there.
0: Mm, mm, So true. Um, Yeah, we definitely need the Holy Spirit in these types of discussions. Um, So speaking of that, we are about to have a discussion of that manner, of that sort. Right now, um, we have invited, oh Mimi has invited a very special guest for us to help us understand more about the Bible. Be talking about all sorts of things about, is the Bible actually the Word of God? How do you know that? Who wrote the Bible? and So on and so forth, you know. Even get into some controversial topics such as, you know, the one about the colonizers and all that. So it's pretty interesting. Um, but Mimi, can you just please tell us, who do we have on the show for today's interview?
1: Okay, so for today we have the lovely Mrs. Zodwa Siyaya, oh, a.k.a. Mrs. Zodwa Domba. I hope I said that right. Uh, we have our lovely, she's actually aspiring doctor, almost finished. Um, yeah, so she's going to get into our topic today the Bible the Word of God she's actually also an author she has written a book uh, Mr right meeting mr right she's going to I'm sure she's going to get into more of that as she um tells us more about herself but yeah we have a lovely lovely young lady who is going to be getting diving deep into the topic of today Jesus,
0: Thank you very much, Zota, for joining us on today's episode of the Youth Thought Talk podcast. I'm really so excited to have you here. Um, But before we start, can you just please tell us how are you feeling to be part of today's episode?
3: (laughs) Thank you so much, Lindo, for having me. Um, I'm really excited. I'm happy. And um, yeah, this is my first time here. So I'm really anxious and nervous a little bit. But um, yeah, I really am grateful that I can take this moment and just be with youth for
0: 12. We are so excited to also have you um, on today's episode. I, I don't know if people know, but you are an author as well. Um, and perhaps before we get into that, I'd just like you to just please tell us a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do.
3: Um, a little bit about myself. I'm a I of my. I mean almost my late 20s right now i am a student currently and um yeah he just mentioned that i'm an author so yes i am an author recently published a book uh, talking about meeting mr right however it's not necessarily about you know jollo and things like that but it focuses on the book of revelation and exposes it uh, in a in a very relevant way especially to women Yes, um, I'm also a wife, mm-hmm. recently a wife. <laughs> yeah, so I'm a yellow and yeah, I'm married to a dumb guy from somewhere in Zem. I have a family, uh, I only have a father and five siblings. Um, they're still alive and, you know, they're the best part of my life. And obviously now my in-laws as well. Um, yeah, I'm a young person. Very passionate about young people and kids. Very passionate about you know spiritual things. I'm a very social person. I love games. I love movies. I love mu- I like music, and um, yeah, I also like reading, and I like I love 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 education. Yeah, so I think that's briefly all about me.
0: Wow, wow, that is that is a whole lot. Um, and thank you very much for sharing all of that. I mean, can you just I don't know, man, so weird that you're in your 20s, but you're already married and all that. So I think that's most of everyone's dream. I don't know. <laughs> um, so maybe what what is your experience thus far in terms of marriage, you know, uh, being married at such a young age? What has been the experience for you?
3: um well i guess i'm not i can't really speak about experience so far because it's just my first year i'm basically what six months into this or seven months i don't know but anywho um for me for now it just feels like a legal jollo you know um things are still good um i'm happy to be with my partner and it's a new experience obviously because you know there's so many things that are getting introduced you know but it is a very humbling experience to get to know that you're going to have a partner that you need with the rest of your life you have to change certain things you have to adapt you know to being with each other also with me i'm currently in case at finish this uh, current degree um he's in joe so also those things like uh, bloody sticks he's away i'm here mm. and we have to see each other more um often so it's just basically that for us right now it's just trying to be with each other by all means possible every time we get um, a spare moment uh, so for now it's just basically for me and my experience has been quite good so far and god has been really amazing to us
0: Wow, that is so beautiful. And we really pray and wish that God is with you throughout your experience. Um, I think before we start we'd like to get to know you a little bit better. Uh so we'd just like to play a little game. Um I think it's we're going to call it Rapid Answers. So you're just going to give us the first answer that comes to your mind as we'll be playing this game. So it's just a few questions about yourself. And then, yeah, we'll give ourselves, I think, 30 seconds. 30 seconds. How many questions? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Yeah, I think that, that, that that's going to be enough. So I hope you're ready. Are you ready to go? I am ready. <laughs> All right. Okay. We're just going to count 30 seconds somehow. Okay, three, two, one. Favorite candy as a child?
3: Um, uh, what is the smartest?
0: Okay, what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given?
3: Oh my goodness, close your legs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is your favorite item you've bought this year?
3: Oh my word, my shoes. I recently bought pink shoes.
0: Okay, if you're a wrestler, what would your entrance theme song be?
3: Oh my word! I don't even know entrance them songs currently. Um, here comes your worst enemy. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> if a movie was made of your life, what genre would it be, and who would play you?
3: Oh my goodness! It'll be an action movie, and who would play me? Mm, let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see. I think it's it's Violet Davis.
0: Ooh. Okay. If you're famous, what would you be f- famous for?
3: I'll be famous for um, writing, I guess.
0: All right. What was your least favorite food as a child? Do you still hate it or do you love it now?
3: Oh, my goodness. My least favorite food was beans. Currently, it is my most... It it is the favorite. Like, you know, my first favorite.
0: (laughs) Yo. Okay, what's the weirdest food you've ever eaten?
3: Weirdest food I've ever eaten? I don't eat weird food. Um, What else? What is (laughs) Eat weird food! Oh my goodness, I can't really think of weird food. I love food, so anything I eat should be nice. And what is it? Honestly,
0: okay, exotic. I can't
3: think of anything.
0: <laughs> All right, okay. Okay,
3: exotic food. Okay, exotic food. It's um, it's not weird. I love it actually. It's called jollof from. It's a rice from Ghana.
0: Oh, okay. What fruit or vegetable would you most want to be? <laughs>
3: A fruit that I most want to be is a, I don't know, um, um, mango, I guess because it's, you know, oh, actually I'd like to be a leech, yeah, um, a leech and uh, a vegetable, I would prefer what, what do I like as a vegetable, cabbage?
0: Wow, cabbage, why cabbage?
3: Because, you know, it's cheap, you know, it's easily accessible. So I guess oh. if I was yeah, I could be, you know, that social person who gets to be in every home, you know. I like people, so. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, that's quite interesting. No, thank you very much. I think we might have passed our time, um, <laughs> a lot of it, but these answers were really, really great. Um, I also like the Masmatis very much, so I think I still love them. Um, I I love the advice Uh, You said a movie would be about Would be an action movie Whoa, okay Wow You know,
3: those smart Not just action But just those smart intellectual movies You know
0: Mm. And I think
3: if you've watched Okay, I shouldn't Okay, if you've watched How to get away with murder It'll be kind of Those kind of movies
0: Oh, okay That's why Viola Davis is the one Who's going to be playing you
3: I chose her because She has a very, you know black and uh very uh, confident and intimidating
0: yeah and she's good and, and she's... she's very good. so we... oh so wait are you intimidating job but what's if i David says that
3: some people have some people have said you know i look intimidating <laughs> at first until you get to know me but you can tell me what you think of me <laughs>
0: i'll i'll save that for after the episode <laughs> or something <laughs> <laughs> no <Okay>. comment. <laughs> um, this has been really great. Uh, thank you very much for giving us a glimpse into who Zodwa is. We really enjoyed it. Now we'll be getting into what the episode is all about, and we are talking about the Bible, the Word of God. It's more of a question mark. So this is you know basically us trying to figure out you know trying to you know get to the bottom of you know, the validity of the Bible as the Word of God, you know, because many people, many young people, you know, we have, we are told to believe in the Bible, but many people perhaps don't believe in the Bible or don't regard it as the Word of God. So perhaps we'll just be looking at why do we say that it is the the Word of God. And perhaps just to ask you the first question, what is the Bible, you know, and why does the Bible exist in the first place?
3: Um, so, I guess if you have read the Bible, you would you would rec- recognize or realize that it's just a, a compilation of books, you know. So, it's more like a library, you know. Um, a Bible is just um, a, a number of books put together. So, we know that in total we have 66 six books that are in the Bible. And then we have uh, the Old Testament and the New Testament. So, that's basically what the Bible is. But... We understand that the Bible then is not written by just anyone. It was not written. um, Oh, actually, it was written by regular and normal people. However, its it's author is not those people. Its author is Mm -hmm. the one who wanted the Bible to be there. So we believe it is God because... All these people who ended up writing these pieces were inspired and led by the Holy Spirit. So that's what the Bible is. Um, what That's what the Bible is. And why does it exist? Um, you know, it's an, a very interesting question. You know, It only exists because... I think it only... I cannot um, support this using the Bible. But I think it only exists because of us falling into sin. Because think of it. If there was no sin, we need the Bible. We wouldn't need the Bible because we would have communication with God every day. If we had the Bible, if there was no sin, maybe we would have chapter 1 of Genesis only. So one page because that's when sin was not there, you know. So the Bible is really needed because we lost so many privileges that we had and God had to then show us His love. Okay, this is what... I had planned ideally this is where we started and this is what happened but in the middle of that even though you guys did wrong I still loved you so much that I came to redeem you I came to you know bring back uh, or try to you know make things the way I had intended them to be and this is where we are going with life if things you know happen in a certain way and if you all love me and all reciprocate my love, then I'm coming back for you, you know, so that we can start afresh and have the life I I had intended for you in the beginning. So I think the Bible exists so that we can just, uh, God can just show us where we are coming from and where we are going. But basically, it's just there for God to show us his love, you know. Obviously, there's a mixture of so many things, you know. There's a mixture of good in the Bible. There's a mixture of bad, which then shows us that, there is a battle between good and evil. So I guess um, that's why the Bible exists.
0: Mm. Wow, no, that is so beautiful. I think it reminds me of what Pastor Ptades had once said, which the Bible is not an encyclopedia. It's not a dictionary. It's a a love letter, you know. Um, And when you say, Ugooti, the Bible is there to communicate God's love where God gets to show us his love. I think that is absolutely so beautiful. You know, the fact that the Bible is there, oh man, that that's such a blessing. But perhaps you know you did talk about other people, you know, uh regular people writing the Bible, but God being the author. Uh to some people that is a very strange concept because you are an author yourself, uh but how could you say that you're an author if somebody else is writing your, you know, your book for you? So, so how was the Bible written? You know, who wrote the Bible? How does that whole thing work?
3: Um, you see, it's very interesting because for you to then understand how the Bible was written, you need to believe that the Bible, you know, is a, a book that exists and it, it's true, you know, because every like how it was written you know authors in the in the in the bible like people who ended up writing would say that i was led by the holy spirit i was driven by the holy spirit it was you know you would understand that the the holy spirit took over and those people um were writing things from the holy spirit obviously writing it in their own language writing it in their own understanding however whatever they were writing it was not from them so um the Bible was written under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, and um, this is maybe the only time I'm going to read a verse. Second Timothy says, uh, Second Timothy three verse sixteen says that all Scripture is given by mm. inspiration. God and just underline all that means from the beginning of the Bible to the end everything is given by inspiration of God so if everything is given by inspiration of God it clearly means that whoever wrote the Bible was under the inspiration of God and You know, I I don't want us to be controversial and be complex right now. But we understand that God is a Godhead and God works, is a Godfather, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And as you read other people in the Bible writing, like Abu Isaiah, Timothy, Paul, you know, um, John, you know, Peter, when they talk, they all say the same thing that, hey, I was under the Spirit. Even John, that Revelation, the book of Revelation he says that i was in the spirit in the lord's day and then he starts writing a whole you know a lot of things so this bible was written by people they wrote it in their own language obviously according to their time if they had stones to write on they wrote it on stones if they had scrolls to write they wrote it on scrolls and as time went by people were compiling because if you read the new Testament. You would hear people like Paul, Timothy, John quoting the Old Testament even when Jesus came here. He kept on quoting things that were being said by David, things that were being said by the prophets, you know, which means even their time, they already had a portion of the Bible, so of which would believe it's the Old Testament. So the Bible was just a compilation after people had written, um, they would compile and compile and compile and it would go to the next generation. Once there's someone who was inspired, it would go to the next generation until we ended up having these sister six books. So basically it was just, written under the inspiration of god we believe that nothing in that bible was not written under the inspiration of god
0: Mm. wow that is so so interesting um but maybe somebody may ask google team because you were talking about it being compiled and things like that you know how can we rely that everything that's in the bible is is you know uh valid you know, in terms of its accuracy, how do we know that perhaps something within the Bible's content were not changed by the people who were compiling or putting it together
3: um that might be a very difficult question, but I think with the Bible, everything begins from faith you know um, hmm. we have faith that if you don't have faith it'll be very difficult for you to believe it because now we can't prove exactly that nothing has been changed we can't prove exactly that you know this is the bible from we can't prove so many things you know we can take them by faith however if you look at the bible you know so many things make sense currently in life because of the bible so many things were enlightened by the bible people you think are scientists people you think you know are writers astronomers and all of that they also got their first glimpse from the Bible and then they wanted to investigate more and say, hey, is this really there? You know, we talk about the world, we talk about the stars, we talk about the firmament, we talk about all these things, water being above, you know, the sky. These things are first in the Bible and then we hear scientists or telling us about them talking about the water under the ground it's first in the bible and the bible has been like existing for quite a long time before these signs discovered this so it's those tiny little things that you see with oh the bible mentioned it a long time ago and it has been discovered already and you get to understand that hey it could be true what is in the Bible, you know, because even the people who are researching it so much, you know, um, are finding these things. Recently, scientists, are, are, you know, are thinking there could be life somewhere else outside planet Earth. There could be life. Mm. And when you read the Bible, you know that when we go to heaven, we'll pass by the other planets that never fell into sin, you know, and... God will be showing us the residence of those planets. And, you know, scientists are starting to find it now that, hey, there's a possibility of life somewhere else outside planet Earth. And these are the things that the Bible had just shown us glimpses of, you know. And there's so many things, you know, you can talk about vegetation, talk about the human body, the systems of the human body, talk about the brain, talk about the mind. The Bible has always had these things. And as you go on and on, you get to realize that, hey, It's only logical to say the Bible is true because whatever they are discovering kind of agrees with the Bible. And obviously we know that some things that they are discovering, um, especially theories, so it's not really a discovery. It's not really something that is a fact. But theories sometimes tend to contradict with the Bible. But so many things that even people who are living in our day and age are discovering, they kind of coincide or prove the Bible to be right. So in a logical way, I would say It's pretty easy. If you don't believe the Bible, just look at the Bible. Look at how the world is. You know, we talk about wars. We talk about so many things, famines and stuff like that. It's things the Bible predicted a long time ago, you know. If you really can't believe such things, then it, it, you know, it makes me question, how are you studying at school? How are you, you know, doing so many things? Because this is just, you know, everything is just evident here on earth, you know. So if you really really struggle to believe the Bible, you really need to be, I don't know, you really need to shut down your mind so that you Mm. can have disbelief over this Bible.
0: Mm. Wow. No, thank you very much. That was so insightful. Um, I like what you said about having faith or needing faith in order for you to believe in the Bible. And also looking at how it makes sense logically. Because I think sometimes we... Try and divorce, you know, um, logic with, with, with the Bible, anything related to Christianity. But I like how you just, you know, put that together. And when you look at the Bible and see the things that the Bible says, and actually you look outside the world, you do realize that the Bible is actually very accurate. Um, and it's funny that you say that people are discovering these things, but they're discovering things that the Bible already has you know spoken about a long time ago um so thank you very much for sharing that it really is an eye-opener and i hope that people who are listening are you know starting to you know really believe in the validity of the bible and its accuracy because of how relevant it is to our lives and you know to to the world and perhaps i mean you, you have spoken about you know um how the bible is is the word of god and all that but i, I do want to speak uh, to you about in terms of the old testament uh, and the new testament particularly the old testament the name says old and um that makes it maybe sound a bit outdated i mean many people do say that the old testament is not relevant anymore and mustn't be read so should we be reading the Old Testament? I mean, even if the name itself says old, like, is it not an outdated thing that we don't really necessarily need to read anymore?
3: Um, I mean, that one is quite an easy one, you know. Um, <laughs> the only reason the Old Testament is called an Old Testament, it's not because it's not relevant to us today, but it was just a differentiation that, you know, at that time, when the that Old Testament was written, it was a time where, you know, people were still anticipating a Messiah, a Savior, Jesus Christ. It was when Jesus Christ was not physically on Earth, you know. It was when a it was when God was not yet a human being, you know. So if you can, if you can recall, you would see that in the Bible, you start from the beginning of, you know, the Bible tells you about a God who created the heavens and the earth. It tells you about a God who showed himself through a burning bush. You know, it'll tell you about a God who will come through visions. It'll tell you about a God that what could was trying to be with his people. But he was not there physically, you know, he was not there physically so that they can be able to see him. Even Moses, he tried so much said, God, please show me yourself. So the Old Testament is basically basically saying that it was before Christ came to earth. That's why the New Testament when it starts, it starts with the genealogy trying to say, hey, we are coming from the Old Testament. These are the people who are living in the Old Testament. But because they were living in the Old Testament, it does not mean, you know, it's outdated. These are the people who led to the to the birth of jesus christ who is god in a in human flesh so that's why the new testament starts with jesus christ being born or the genealogy of jesus christ and then telling us about the story of jesus christ being born it's basically a means to tell us that in the old testament jesus was not god was not there physically in the new testament god was there physically through his son which was jesus christ so uh, it's more or less a differentiation of those two um If you go to theology, then you would find more reasons which are a bit complex that we don't even have to discuss so far right now. But this is the basic and the simplest way to say, hey, the Bible was there. Jesus was not with people physically on the Old Testament. He is now with people physically in the New Testament. It does not disregard anything. However, we realize that when he was dying on the cross... Then there are certain, and that's a study on its own, like a different study on its own. There are certain things that were implied by his death, you know, like the laws of men and all of that. They had to come to an end, you know. We could now, you know, uh, go and pray to Jesus or to God directly. We didn't have to go to a priest and slaughter and what's not, you know. But basically, um, it was just saying that, hey, the Old Testament was when God was not with his people physically. The New Testament is when God descended and became man so that he can be with his people and show his love
0: and i mean the people who the 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 bibles which have only the new testament and all that can we read the bible you know in isolation whereby we read or focus only on the new testament and just forget about the old testament itself how important is it for us to to read the bible in its entirety how is old testament relevant perhaps to to the new testament
3: um it's you know if you're reading the new testament it's not bad at least you're leading reading the bible i don't want to just you know take it lightly that you know people are reading the new testament only it's not bad at least you're reading the bible at least you're getting something from god and god is talking to you and hopefully if 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 really if really that's the only thing you can do and we hope that by God's grace, that is sufficient for you. However, uh, reading the Bible, the New Testament without the Old Testament, you know, it's like a person who just leave and be like, you know what, you know, I, I'm myself. I was just born now and I get to decide what I want to be and all of those things, you know, forgetting their roots, forgetting, you know, <laughs> so many things that had to happen so that they can be born. It's a person who wants to disregard that there's a foundation to everything, you know. So... I wouldn't advise that a person would just focus only on the New Testament because you get better understanding of the New Testament by reading the Old Testament. And you get also better understanding um, of the attributes of God because we see God as a physical person in the New Testament, whereas he was not always like that, you know, and we we'll see God, you know, you might see Jesus Christ and think Ah, oh, Jesus Christ didn't have so many things. Um, you know, didn't have riches, didn't have, you know, so many privileges because you're seeing him in the New Testament as a human being. Yet, if you go to the Old Testament, you would see a powerful God. You would see a God who really had riches. You would see a God who really had so much wisdom to give away. You'd see a God who really had power, you know. So... Uh, I mean, you'll be depriving yourself if you're just reading the New Testament without getting an understanding of the Old Testament. And also, if you don't read the Old Testament, you know, you are really depriving yourself because you won't understand how things came about until God had to really become a human being. You won't see so much love. You won't see so much sacrifice because the sacrifice does not start when Jesus hangs on the cross. You know, it starts way before that. And if you just focus on the New Testament... You might not be able to comprehend so many things, you know, um, especially how much God loves us, how, especially how much God has endured, you know, seeing his people falling into sin, living in sin, sustaining themselves in sin and continuing sin. Yet he still tries over and over again to, you know, uh, save us, to redeem us, you know. So I think if you just focus on a New Testament only, on the New Testament you're really not doing so much good to yourself. You know, it's more depriving yourself than anyone. And yeah, I would really advise that it's better to get a perspective of the whole Bible. As we said, it's not an Old Testament because it's so old. No, it's not like that. It's not an Old Testament because we disregard the things in the Old Testament. It's an Old Testament because there's just a distinction that Jesus was not there physically and now he is there physically. But it's a Bible that we need to read holistically.
0: Yeah. Mm. wow guys don't deprive yourself read the bible in its entirety because god has so many wonderful things that he has in store for you i mean there's this um digital media uh, channel called bible project and they only say this one thing that the bible is you know one story that leads to Jesus something like that you know and that's what they try and prove through their videos and things like that and even you know they use so many of the old testament to prove that it actually it's a story leading to Jesus showing or revealing Jesus and and his character and so i think that as you've said ukuthi we definitely need to look at the bible you know so that we can get perspective um because if you look at one side of it we only get one one side view of uh christ and his character but if we look at it in its entirety we get to see more of god and we get to fall in love with him in a much more you know um wonderful way uh than we would have if we focused on only one part of it but if that's all, all you can read as Uzoto said then keep on reading and may God bless you and open your eyes as well, you know, and reveal more truths to you. And I think this getting perhaps into something which is a bit more controversial right now. Um, we are living in a new age, this new woke culture, and there are many people who have many claims saying that the Bible you know, is or was the co- colonizer's tool to capture our minds as black people. And many people are believing that. Um, and and so I just want to ask you, throw it to you, that did our colonizers bring us the Bible in Africa? Um, and if they did, why then should we read something given to us by the very same people who perhaps might be labeled as our oppressors?
3: Um, that is really controversial, and I feel like I'm not supposed to answer this because, you know, you have a lot of history people who might be listening to this, and I'm not really good with our history. However, um, I don't think it matters um, who came with the Bible uh, that much, although it could matter, but I don't think it matters that much, especially if you then believe that what is in the Bible is true. You know, Mm. so once we believe that what is in the Bible is true, it should not really matter who came with it. But besides, um, if you read history, you know, even today you see these things happening. When the colonizers came, some people, we call them colonizers right now, but when (laughs) the English people came, you know, some came with good intentions, some came with bad intentions. And we've got mm-hmm. missionaries who came solely just to spread this Advent message, you know. Um, and they did not really come to colonize. They just wanted us to have the message that they had already received. And um, I've forgotten this guy, but there was a first black um, and an African missionary. Um, I've really forgotten his name, you know. But we also have a black person who took, you know, an African who took the Advent Advent message or the message, the, 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 the biblical message, too. Africa, as well, you know. So it, it might be discriminating as well on our side to say that the colonizers came with the Bible because, as far as we believe, we believe that the missionaries came with the Bible and they were not here to colonize us, they were here to just give us the Bible. However, it could be that the same people of the same skin came with other intentions who are not necessarily uh, missionaries, you know. Um, it's just that they have the same skin and they came and, you know, they colonized the African people. So it's really a controversial thing. And if we were to really delve much into it, you know, it'll just evoke a lot of emotions, a lot of you know, disrespect for the Bible and all of that. However, it comes back to the point that do you believe the Bible? Do you think the things that are in the Bible are true? So if you really believe the things in the Bible... Do you then put men above God or do you put God above men? If you put God above men, it should not matter how, the vessel. What matters is the content, you know. You should not really say, hey, it came through a white person. Oh, hey, it came through a person who did this to me. What should really matter is that, you know what? God must, must have really been disappointed that this message had to come to me and you know come through a person who has these defects however i really appreciate the content that is in it and i really appreciate the revelation of christ or the revelation of god's love to men and i will take this god's love over the defects of the you know of the container you know it's it's the same thing i'm just gonna make a silly example like um you know people get married and you know let's say you were evangelized by a person you ended up getting married to you know and then you got mm-hmm. the bible but the more you got to be with them they became violent they became abusers are you now going to mm-hmm. say hey whatever gospel you came with is not you know real and what's not even when you have met god even when you have sinned god you're not going to say that you're going to say god I'm truly grateful for the content, but I cannot stay with the container anymore because it has so many defects. Mm. So I think it's the same thing with the colonizers issue that you should not really focus your energy so much and forget the quality content that we have. We have God. We have God the godhead got the father got the son got the holy spirit we can see so many things that prove their existence We can see so many things of how much they have tried to reveal themselves to us to show that they love us to show how much they are longing and willing and anticipating to be with us you know so if if we disregard all of that and then focus on the colonizers oh my goodness you know that'll be mm. failure on our side when god has tried so much so that we can be saved
0: Mm. wow wow so beautiful um i really love that i think sometimes satan just tries to make us lose our focus and focus on things which don't really matter much and makes us lose focus on who we should be focusing on and i really urge everyone um not to necessarily focus on the things which don't really matter i mean if you believe the bible that is the word of god and believe in god um then everything else does not matter. You know the fact that we've found God you know through all of that or through what might have happened is a blessing on its own um and we're really grateful that God found a way for us to be able to receive these wonderful messages um and perhaps you know looking at the bible and and everything um the Bible has so many versions i mean i can 't even keep up right now. Why are there so many versions of the Bible like? There's NIV, KJV, you know, there's so many, you know, versions out there. So, it doesn't really matter, like, which version I read. Um, perhaps are there more, you know, are there versions which are better than the other or more superior? Some people do say that, like, we would see KJV is the, you know, superior one. Everything else is poison. You know, I've heard people use that type of language. So, uh, sometimes it becomes confusing for us to know like which version is the the one we are supposed to read now
3: <laughs> well, there are so many versions, hey. But um, yeah. if you are a person who reads the Bible and you use uh, different versions, you would actually end up appreciating these so many versions that we have currently. You know, mm. um, I once started reading a bi- the Bible from Genesis. You know, Obviously, I did not finish it, um, unlike so many people who have finished the Bible. But I stopped somewhere in between. And I started it again. I stopped somewhere in between. But this other time, I started it using an easy-to-read version. You won't believe that compared to the first few times I started it, I like I stopped it somewhere further, you know, because I got to love the Bible. I got to really be interested and understand what, oh my goodness, this is what they were talking about when they said he knew what, what, you know, when like, you know, there's so many things that I got to understand because I was reading an easy to read version. What I'm trying to say is that when you read the Bible, you start to appreciate these versions. However, I know also that there are people who, you know, say so many are poison and what's not. And um, it could potentially be uh, partial, partial, partial truth. Partial, very partial, you know. Um, what I want to, I want to make an example with this program, Youth for 12. It's the same thing, you know, um, like how we have Youth for 12. We have the church, you know, especially us. We are from the Seventh-day Adventist church. Um... We can't then say that people should just rely on the Seventh-day Adventist Church for spiritual upbringing or for spiritual growth. Youth for Now is here so that it can give us also spiritual growth in a way that is relevant to us, you know. So in a way, it's more like a different version, you know, of, of, of the same thing, you know. Um, if if we called the Adventist Church King James, this would be an easy-to-read version for the youth that is relevant to the youth. And we can't disregard these different programs. We've got programs for the kids. We've got programs for, you know, old people. And we can't disregard all these things just because they are not exactly what the Adventist Church is, you know. Even though we can see their impact, they are able to impact a person in their individual level in a way that is relevant to them in a way that they can better understand it so i think it's the same thing with the versions you know they are there so that they can be able to reach out to, to different types of people when the king james was written obviously it was taken from other you know uh, translations like your hebrews your latin your greek and stuff like that and at, at, at that time uh, the Shakespeare kind of language was more prevalent than our English right now, you know. And obviously, if 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 it was the one of the t- uh, translations that were there uh, closer to the actual or the first languages, let's say if it was from Greek and then it was translated to King James, obviously there could be more reliability on that version, you know. Um, and obviously, as the more you modify it and simplify it, then it might lose certain things. But also, it does not mean that just because King James could have been, you know, closer to, you know, the earliest time of translation, it doesn't mean that it's perfect on its own. It has loopholes here and there. It has mistakes here and there, you know. But it, it is then up to you as a person who reads good. Okay, I read this in an easy-to-read version. Let me try and read the King James. Let me try and read the New King James. Let me try and read the American Standard Version and stuff like that to see that if I really don't understand, if I really understand this this way, is it really like that in all the versions, especially when it comes to prophecy and things like that because some things that are really specific, some things that are really direct, they need you know a version that is more specific. So um, we, we cannot read the Bible without faith. That's the first thing. We cannot read the Bible without faith. So if you're reading any version, I wouldn't really think that you are reading evil or anything like that, you know, especially if it makes more sense to you. I can't read King James. I'm old. I'm not that old, but I'm this age and I really cannot stand king james because i cannot stand thou what thou you know those things you know thou shaltest and what's not because that's not the language i speak right now the bible should be able to speak the language that i speak and if it does not i might not understand god in so many things you know so uh, i i think we need to have faith when we are reading the bible the versions we are reading if we think that we might be missing something then you know take another version that you might think it's better Um, For you and then uh, see if there's no uh, discrepancy or anything contradicting and if it's like that then that's that's how the Bible is you know the Bible is there so that it does not contradict itself it does not it does not go against itself. And if it's like that, if you read a version and it's like that on the other version, then, you know, you can use that version. I wouldn't absolutely, you know, discard all the other versions because I personally have gained from the other versions, even though I still go to New King James or King James here and there just so that I can confirm that it's exactly what it is on this version. So I wouldn't say it's poison, you know. I would just say that it's a version that, could possibly be relevant you know i also have nephews and nieces when they read their bible they absolutely understand nothing when they're reading king james you know they can't even read properly because It's just too much for them, you know. But if they start reading these easy-to-read versions and stuff like that, they they grasp a little and it creates a habit in them that, hey, I can actually read the Bible and understand it according to my own way. So I really would not discard these versions because they are there for a purpose. They are there so that they can be able to reach out to every individual. If your level of understanding is on the King James, good for you. Don't, you know, don't call other people's versions poison and stuff like that Mm -hmm. because we are not on the same level. God has blessed us in different ways.
0: Mm. Well, so true. And I hope that those people are listening to this episode right now um, so that they can hear. Um, uh, Maybe are there any resources that can help us, you know, beyond this episode to some of the things that you've shared with us? Um, Is there anything that you perhaps would like us you know, to to go and use so that we can better understand the nature of the Bible and, yeah, its validity, accuracy, and all that?
3: Um, so one of th- the, the, the first resource I would say, is the Bible itself. <laughs> you know, there's no yeah, better yeah. explanation that you can get off the Bible except the Bible itself. It explains itself so well. But if you think you need help here and there, um, there is a book that I like so much. I like referring to, uh, referring to it so many times. It's the Twenty Eight Fundamental Beliefs. Um, it actually has a chapter on its own, you know, about the the, the Word of God. So you can go there and just to find more clarity on how it was written, who wrote it, and, you know, are we really sure that this is the Bible? Are we really sure that what is there is coming from God? Is there even a God, you know? So you can go for 28 fundamental beliefs. And um, another one that you can go for is the Desire of Ages. Um, I just like it because it... It it gives it gives us Jesus Christ, you know, who's the center of the Bible. So yeah, you can go for those versions for 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 those books.
0: And perhaps you know you did speak about your book um, meeting Mister Wright, and when you first hear the title, I think yeah, many of us do think or assume that it is about relationships and all that. Um, but to our pr- surprise, it is not. So can you just please tell us a little bit about your book you know what inspired you to to write that a book especially at such a young age
3: um so i had this crazy desire to get across the book of revelation to be known by more people especially younger people you know i read that book when i was really young and i fell in love with it so much that i was like most people don't understand that revelation is not a scary book they think it, it's all about beast it's all about you know those scary things so i really wanted to get a message across however i thought what is the best way to get this message across to e-youth you know and realize that so many of us are worried about relationship they're worried about you know when am I going to find a right person? When am I going to, you know, get married? When am I going to have a relationship that's stable and all of those things? Even the people who are married, they also worry about these things. And I saw so much from Revelation that we could possibly, uh, possibly learn and apply in our lives. And it could save us from so many things that we are anticipating and, um, really anxious about. So, um, I guess what inspired me was the love for Revelation, but also, um, seeing that there is a huge need of people to be in relationships and i saw that hey if we want to be in these relationships desperately and if we really need to be in these relationships there's so much that revelation has that can teach us so that we can be ready um for these relationships so that we can be ready to you know to handle these relationships so it basically exposes the seven churches of revelation and it draws out certain characteristics that are required from a woman, from a Christian, from a woman perspective, like a church kind of woman, like how Christ calls the church his wife. So, from a, a Christian perspective, what is expected of each individual, so that you can be ready to meet Mr. Right, and now the ultimate Mr. Right, we all know, it's Jesus Christ. So. It's basically a, a book that tries to combine the two and make them, you know, coexist and say, hey, you have a spiritual, um, you, have, you, you need to have spiritual aspirations as well as social aspirations. How about you combine mm. the two and not just focus on one?
0: Mm. Wow. Amen. Thank you very much for sharing that. I mean, it really sounds like a really great book. And perhaps what has been, you know, the the results or the feedback that you've gotten from people who have read the book
3: um it's really been humbling when i published the book i thought you know many women will be flooding me trying to get the book however i've been really surprised that most men tend to appreciate the book so much um but i just guess it's just god's way of working with us and um yeah the the the, the response has been really good um not as maybe as you know like one of the bestsellers and all of that. Obviously, I'm still young, trying to, you know, get into the authorship industry. However, um, people have been responding quite well. I've had old ladies who have really said, hey, I took you for granted. You know, I thought, ah, this kid is just writing about silly things. You know, I just bought you a book so that I can just support you. But when I decided to read, I was really transformed, you know. And I've also had a few young ladies who, who are like you know sort I'm so glad I got this book as early as I could, and you know I've been getting it wrong all the like other times. And thank you so much for writing this book. I've also received you know responses from all the ladies who read the book. Not all the ladies, like mothers and stuff like that, who read the book and were like, you know what? We need to give this book to our teenagers before they even start thinking about certain things in life. I think it'll be a good foundation. So the response has been really good. Although I thought, you know, it'll focus more on women, but the response has been from everyone, from men, from older ladies, from young ladies, you know, from children. And it's really amazing. It's really humbling.
0: Mm. And perhaps, you know, from our audience, we've got many young people who are listening to this show. So who would you say should go and, you know, pick up this book right now? Um, Because he did say that it is about revelation and it is a very intimidating book for most of us. So who would you say, you know, needs to really read this book at this particular point? Yeah,
3: Um, I I, I would say, you know, uh, young people. Um, be it a male or a female, if you're just young and you are really growing into this relationship with Christ, if you're really growing into a relationship with other people, you know, I think this is the best time to read this book. Um, it'll help help you so much, you know, it'll prevent you also from doing certain mistakes that, you know, you could have avoided. And it'll also... Give you a direction on what you should actually be looking forward to in life. So I guess I would just say, young women, young males, um, currently it'll be a good read. And also, a person who's like, you know what? I'm not really fascinated by relationship, or relationships or anything like that. But I'd really like to understand Revelation. You know, it's a good, mm-hmm. you know, a uh, basic book for understanding the the the. the, the 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 revelation or the revelations of jesus christ so if you just want to understand revelation and say hey i want to start from the beginning it starts from the beginning of revelation until um chapter two you know the end of chapter two so it's actually the end of chapter three so it's really a good book for you to get you know a foundation into understanding scripture and especially revelation
0: Oh wow, um, I think I'm really sold on it, you know, I've been wanting to get it and I really do want to finally get that book and I think we'll give it to you guys as well who are listening. Um, there will be a giveaway of the book so we'll try and get it from Zota and then if you guys listen to the whole episode, we'll have a question for you guys and then the person who answers that question might be a lucky winner of the book.
2: And that was Zotwa Siyaya. Thank you so much for listening to our show. If you have any questions regarding the show uh, or anything that you want to rectify or want further explanation, you can find us at our social media platforms on Instagram at u 412 underscore ZA. And our email is sau412 at gmail.com.
0: That's it from us, the Youth 412 team. Catch us next time, same time on the Youth Talk podcast. Yeah, okay, wait. I'm saying same time, but this isn't the same time that we promised because we we're supposed to upload last week. But from now on, make sure not to miss an upload. So make sure that you do catch us same time on the Youth Talk podcast. My name is Lim Sane. I was with Namkele and Mimi. And yeah, see you next time, remember, young people. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. Keep setting an example for the young believers. Goodbye, and God bless.